Our season review of the Blue Jackets continues with uh, one of the more unexpected Blue Jackets of the season. Today, we're going to be talking about Justin Danforth, where he came from, how far we think he can go, and uh, everything in between. That's coming up today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day, or your first watch of the day, or your second watch, or your third listen, wherever or wherever you are watching or listening to this show. I appreciate you. Thank you for uh, stopping on by. If you're not watching on YouTube, then uh, maybe maybe you should be. Uh, so go hit the subscribe button over there, and you get every episode. You'll get the notification on your phone, and you can just click on that. It is super, super easy to get Locked On Blue Jackets injected into your life today. Like I said, top of the show, we're going to be continuing our season in review with uh, another another player. We're doing Justin Danforth today, who I think is probably one of the, the surprises of the season for a lot of people. And uh, he got some uh, some really good reviews from the people over on Twitter. So uh, we're going to start off with just a little bit of kind of background on Justin Danforth to kind of look at how unexpected it was for him to do what he did this season. Uh, so Justin Danforth was not drafted into the NHL. Justin Danforth uh, played four years at Sacred Heart University in the NCAA before going to the ECHL. He spent time in the AHL. Uh, his first real full pro season was 2017-18, where he split time between the Rochester Americans and the Cincinnati Cyclones. So a lot of people have been familiar with uh, Danforth in the uh, Ohio area. He played 44 games for, for the Cyclones, 59 points, and then uh, he went over to Europe for a couple of years, played in Luko in the Liga in Finland, uh, 52 points in 59 games, 60 points in 56 games. He wore the A there. He went for the, to the KHL for a season. Uh, that was last season, so the 2021 season before uh, playing for Canada in the World Championships. Only at one point in nine games. And uh, now we are here. Uh, he signs with the Blue Jackets to, uh, I believe it's just a, a one-year deal. Um, it's not, it, it was a very much a, oh yeah, sure, that guy, why not? Um it was I was not expecting very much from him. Honestly, I don't think anyone was expecting very much from him. I was like, oh, cool, a depth player for the Cleveland Monsters. Um, he has uh, one year. He has two years left after this, so he signed. He must have signed. Yeah, uh, he's on basically not league minimum, but he's making under a million dollars for the next two years, which is super super cheap. Um, he started the season with the Cleveland Monsters, played fine, I think. Uh, five get five points in eight games. He was one of those guys that was a really late 
cut from trading camp. I think he was part of the very, very last round of cuts. It came down to like, I, I think he was, it was like him and Kevin Stenland and Liam Foodie were the last guys to go back down to Cleveland. You know, he really, really impressed Brad Larson in training camp, I think. And uh, that paid off when injuries came a-calling, as they did for basically the entire season. But he got called up, uh, played his first game as a Blue Jacket, made his NHL debut uh, at the age of 29, I want to say. I don't know if he turned 29 by then, but, you know, again, just after the, the Gregory Hoffman of it all, you know, having a second Blue Jackets player to make their debut at that age is uh, honestly really, really impressive. Um, in a minute, we're going to talk a little bit about how his season went. But first, I want to tell you about Built Bar because they've got a brand new product that I am just super, super excited for. I've been asking, you've all been asking, and Built has delivered. Built granola bars are finally here, and they come in three unbelievable flavors. You can get chocolate peanut butter, you can get chocolate coconut, and my personal favorite, white chocolate berry. If you want to try all three flavors, then you can get a mixed box at Built.com right now, or you can just pick your favorite. These are so different from the bars and the puffs. They are loaded with granola. It is the perfect combination of crunchiness and chewiness. But just like bars and puffs, these are super high in protein, and they're still covered in 100% real chocolate, just like every other Built Bar. You can take them hiking, you can take them to school, you can take them on the road, like, you can take them to work, like, you can take them literally anywhere you want to. So if you've been waiting for a healthy and delicious granola bar to hit the market, now is your time. Head to Built.com to get Built Granola Bars. Once again, they've got three delicious flavors, so don't miss out. You're going to get yours today before they are gone. And if you go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you can get 15% off your order. Once again, it's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So let's talk about Justin Danforth's season because he was a guy that came in. Uh, like I said, he, so he only played 45 games this season at uh, due to injury. Uh, he injured his knee in, I want to say, like, November sometime. Um, it was, no, it was the end of December. Excuse me. So his NHL debut was November 15th, which I believe was when, uh, about when Lionel went down with the with his injury. A couple of other players went down with injury, and he basically took this opportunity and ran with it all the way to December 30th. Uh, he missed about a month and a half with a knee injury and then played basically every game. After that, uh, he would end up finishing the season. He only had 15, uh, 14 points on the season, but he had 10 goals, four assists, uh, one power play point. So all of those goals, uh, all 10 goals were even strength, which is pretty impressive. Uh, shooting percentage was not crazy high, 13.9, uh, which is, you know, about average-ish for the NHL. And, uh, yeah, he's he's probably a, a bottom six guy, true. But he, I thought, basically exemplified, exemplified that bottom six role for the Blue Jackets. Um, there wasn't ever really a time where I was like, man, I'm worried about how Justin Danforth is playing. Um, yeah, again, only 15 points on the season. But if you're getting 10 goals out of a fourth liner, like, I'm pretty happy with that. 
And again, he's he comes in super, super cheap, under a million dollars for next season and the season after that. Uh, if you keep going like this, he's probably due for a, a pay rise. But considering he's 29, this is his first NHL season, like I'm... I'm extremely happy with how Justin Danforth's season has gone. Um, and so is uh, so is everyone else. If we uh, if I take a look at the uh, poll that I did, a handful of different uh, results again, uh, no one gave him a D, which is which is good because I think that was undeserved. Uh, 15% of people said C on the season, 30% of people said A, uh, over 50% of people said B. And uh, shout out to uh, Debbie, who has been really, really great with the engagement. It's clearly loving these season reviews, and I love that she's getting getting involved. He, she says, uh, Justin Danforth is your grinder with skill and speed. She saw him play with the Cincinnati Cyclones in the ECHL, and uh, once he gets into that scoring streak, he is very, very valuable. Uh, and he's good defensively as well. He is a solid B, she says, and I very much agree with her. Um, and considering. I think it's all the more impressive looking at where Justin Danforth has come from. You know, like I said, not drafted, played all four years at college in the ECHL, the AHL. You know, he played going back to his first full season as a pro. Well, 2016, 2017, he finished his season at Sacred Heart and then played three games in the ECHL with the Reading Royals, played one game with the Bridgeport Sound Tigers and five games with the Rochester Americans to finish off the season. And then the next season was the uh, time he split between the AHL and the ECHL. He ended up winning Rookie of the Year for the Cincinnati Cyclones in the ECHL in 2017-18. And from there, he's kind of, he's made a huge jump, obviously going ECHL to Liga to KHL, all the way up to the NHL is uh is pretty impressive and like i say i i don't really have a bad thing to say about justin danforth uh he only had 10 penalty minutes as well all season which considering the blue jackets were pretty uh pretty undisciplined this season uh to get a fourth line guy or a third line guy that's only taking you know what is it an average of one penalty every nine games or something. I think my math is right there. Like that's that's pretty pretty good. Um I yeah, I keep saying I I don't have I don't have any any real notes. I think this was more than this was way more than I expected from a guy that I was like, oh cool, he's gonna play like three games and then he'll go back down to Cleveland. We'll call another guy up and and you know we'll rinse and repeat. And I think I believe he was called up about the same time as Kevin Stenland. And obviously we just did the review of Kevin Stenland where, you know, he played three games and was not really wowing anyone. Um, Justin Danforth clearly was doing the opposite. Uh, he played, I believe he actually, correct me on that, I believe he was called up immediately after. So Stenland came up, played three games, went back down. I believe Justin Danforth was the next call up after that. And then, like I said, he basically was a staple in the lineup uh which is super super impressive uh he didn't like i said didn't play a ton uh his season high was about 50 uh his season high oh geez his season high was like 18 minutes which seems excessive uh that was against ottawa um near the end of the season but typically sitting around uh 
I don't know, like sitting around 10 to 12 minutes. That's about what I'd expect from a guy like Dan Forth. So, you know, he's he is doing exactly what is expected of him, I think, and potentially a little bit more. Um, in a minute, we're going to talk about next season, what I hope Justin Danforth can kind of achieve, how the Blue Jackets can continue to find success with Danforth. But first, I want to tell you about Bet Online because, I don't know, if you'd put money on Justin Danforth being a permanent member of the Blue Jackets after his call-up, then uh, you would have probably made a lot of money because I don't think anyone was expecting that. And you could have made that money over at Bet Online, where they continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. They are the official sports book of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And you can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures, as well as, of course, the Stanley Cup playoffs. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device. Go to betonline.net to learn more about the trends and action because BetOnline is where the game starts. So Justin Danforth, I think, is going to be a really interesting lineup choice for next season. Um, You know, it's... He's kind of taken advantage of a lot of injuries this season. Um, looking at the Columbus roster, uh, they only have they have nine forwards under contract right now, uh, but uh, needing re-signing are Jack Russellvik, who I assume will get re-signed, Patrick Laine, who's getting re-signed. Uh, obviously, the introduction of... Um, or the reintroduction, I guess I should say, of Alexander Texier, who should be back from injury. Boo Jenner should be back from injury. That gives us, uh, that brings us up to 13 forwards, including re-signings. Um, plus, Karol Marchenko is coming over. Um, we don't know what's happening in the draft, you know, so uh, someone else. And someone could make it the jump from being an on-roster player. You know, we're looking at guys like Liam Foodie, we're looking at guys like Trey Fix-Wolanski, Kevin Stanland, uh, Josh Dunn, all of whom I hope uh, will take a step forward, all guys that either we are going to talk about or we have already talked about. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if Danforth can hold on to his roster spot in light of those guys. Because uh, at the minute, I think he is kind of hovering in that kind of 12th, 13th forward uh, position on the depth chart. So if I'm him, I think I come into camp and I just decide I'm going to do everything I can to show Brad Larson that I should be in the bottom six for this team. I don't think he's a guy that you can expect in the top six. I just don't. Um, but he's got a lot of upside. You know, he can chip in offensively. He's very solid defensively. He is cheap, which is important, especially uh, when you think that they're probably going to have to pay uh, Patrick Lyon, eight digits or more. No, not more than eight digits. That would be ridiculous. But I would be very surprised if Patrick Lyon is making less than $10 million next season, um, regardless of whether that's his qualifying offer or if it's a long-term contract or whatever. But once you stop signing contracts like that, uh, Wrensky's $9.5 million kicks in next season as well. You know, you're going to need cheap contracts like Danforth to fill in the gaps, and I think that's probably going to work in his favour as well. Um, I don't know 
that he will go back down to the monsters. I could see him being that thirteenth guy, honestly, uh, which would be a shame. But he does bring a lot of what you know. I call it the Scott Harrington role all the time. That seventh defenseman role of not great, not terrible, can slot into the lineup basically whenever necessary to uh, fill fill a gap. You know, take advantage of of injuries, which is obviously what he did this season. Um, play a couple of games sit down, play a couple more, depending on who's in, who's out, you know. Um, and that's the kind of role that I think he's perfect for. I would love to see him on the Blue Jackets full-time. I don't know if he will crack. I don't know if he'll get above 12 in the depth chart. Um, it, I mean, like I said, it all depends on guys like Marchenko. It depends on... Um, Guys like, I mean, Ken Johnson might get some time in Cleveland next season. You know, it's it's really tough to it's really tough to look right now and be like, yes, he's definitely going to be on the team because I do think he is a bubble guy. But I'm super excited to see how he spends his summer whether when he comes back. I'm super excited to see training camp. Um, you know, like I said last year, he was one of the last guys to get cut, and then as soon as he got called up, he made full advantage. He took full advantage of that, and I. Uh, sometimes it's just about who wants it the most, and Justin Danforth clearly wanted it a lot this season. So hopefully, he can do the same thing next season. I will take him on the Blue Jackets any day, and uh, yeah, like I said, he solid B for Danforth. Super excited for next season, um, and that's kind of all I've got for you today. Tomorrow we're going to be doing another player review uh, we are going to be looking at let me pull up my list of players uh we're going to be looking at liam foodie next actually uh so you know didn't play a ton in the nhl this season we'll probably do a similar ish episode to kevin stanland where we kind of look at his impact in the ahl look at his future with the team uh he i believe needs a new contract this summer so uh yep he needs a new contract this summer so we'll see what comes of that we'll maybe try and look at how much he's gonna command from the blue jackets front office uh but we'll we'll have a good chat about liam foodie because i'm still really high on liam foodie and i think he has a lot more to offer than what he's given so far so that's tomorrow's episode i've been jay foster you can find me on twitter at underscore jacob foster j-a-k-o-b-f-o-r-s-t-e-r you can find this podcast at l-o underscore blue jackets if you have comments questions criticisms you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com thank you once again for making this your first listen of the day or your first watch of the day Locked on blue jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on youtube and it always will be you are never going to have to get behind a paywall for a locked on product so uh run don't walk to wherever you want to listen to blue jackets talk uh, i will be here for the foreseeable future and potentially beyond we'll see um that all sounds very dramatic i'm not going anywhere i promise um but yeah this is uh this has been locked on blue jackets i've been jay foster tomorrow i'll be back with another player profile and uh until then make sure you stay locked on <laughs>